Come up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. You had better get them up, get them going, grab the jackets. It's the final day of October. It's Halloween on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. Promises to be not scary or ghoulish, just fun and uh, news and content full. There's a lot going on. It's the NFL trade deadline day. There's already been a couple trades gotten done, or at least one big one with more to come. Also, uh, week eight in the books with Monday Night Football last night in the NFL. Also looking forward to the first college football playoff rankings released tonight. Where will the Longhorns stand among the, according to the 13-person committee? We'll start diving into that. Longhorns, of course, diving into their preparation for a showdown-ranked matchup at DKR on Saturday with Kansas State, maybe the hottest team in the Big 12, maybe the best team in the Big 12. We'll find out on Saturday. So a lot to do over our five-hour sports conversation. We have it each and every morning, and we appreciate you being a part of it. However you find us, could be on 101.9 FM, AM 1260, and we're always streaming for you. Make sure you download that Horn app to your smartphone. Uh, listen to us with a touch of a button wherever you are in the ATX and the great state and all over the world. Also can hear us uh, on our website. Just uh, listen there at hornfm.com. Still working to get the cameras hooked back up to be able to watch the program on Twitch and on our YouTube channel. Hopefully that's done by today. Supposed to do some stuff with that engineering-wise today as we're still coming to you live from the home studio in South Austin with the uh, uh, renovations and construction going on at our state station. Uh, we'll be back in there just as soon as we can, but right now this is working just fine to get you to your Tuesday, October 31st. Five hours begins right now. Look who it is. He shuts down his side of the field at a high level. Five mornings a day, uh, five days a week. He is our man, Rod Babers. Look at him. He's the uh, you know, from the from the seven one three DB high down there in the seven one three DBU right here in the five one two four stops in NFL zips. Uh, now fifteen years doing great Austin radio, going on sixteen. A proud papa, the football theorist, Blackster Thomas who will not be dressing up for Halloween tonight. He is Rod Babers. No, What's up, RB? Uh, no costume for me this year. I'm sure it's going to happen sometime in the future, but uh, lots of candy at the house. I'm candy on the patio. Got candy ready to go. We'll see exactly how it goes. I mean, it's cold out there, too. It's actually one of the colder Halloweens. It's, it, it's I love it. out there. I used to, yeah. as a kid, when Halloween was still a blast, right? I mean, the, you've talked about the phases of Halloween when you're a kid and you know, and you're young, dressing up, and you know, all of the levels. When you're yeah. a little kid, and you get to go out, then you get to be a bigger kid, but you get to go out and cause trouble and mischief, and you know, raise hell. Uh, but you, you, growing up in Houston, like I did, and then you did, Rod. There, there's plenty of Halloween's where it's muggy and hot, and oh, you're yeah. throwing on costumes. Oh, yeah. These are the Sweat, ones sweating out there. In your these costume. are the good ones where it's it's crisp. It's and, not supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little chilly and nippy on Halloween. Yes. Yeah, you're right, Texas. Sometimes Frost you, on the pumpkin, man. Sometimes you're sweating in that damn costume. You got to take it off. Yeah, take it off. Smell. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, you're right about that. No, man, I'm, uh, I'm excited for the kids because I know this is – if you're a kid – Halloween is, I mean, it's up there. It's like Christmas. If you're a kid, you it's candy like top and you three. get to play dress up. A, this is like number two probably behind, honestly, behind Christmas for most kids. I think in my memory, for Christmas was always it, one. Halloween is usually number two because you get free candy. Yeah. And parents allow you just to eat candy, something they usually don't even let you have a lot of. They're like, all right, just have as much candy. And then it's like they, they, the parents are stealing your candy, and you get to just have a stash of candy. Yeah. Dude, that's currency as a kid. In your lunchbox and stuff. Oh, yeah, man, man, it's good stuff. That's good stuff. 
stuff. You can hide a hide a, hide a stash of it oh, from man. your parents. But I also I was big into Fourth of July too. I don't know, but where I grew up in Houston, man, there was always big Fourth of July fireworks, picnics and fireworks and fire trucks and swimming pools and Still, man, pretty up girls in bathing suits. I mean, those kind of things. But at the same time, those three for me as a kid were the best. And I mean, uh, dressing up as a kid and then getting yeah. candy and getting to dress up as your favorite character or, or hero. Man, it's pretty damn awesome. Like pretty I said, damn awesome. For me, only Christmas topped it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to say that. A lot of Halloween discussion today. So, happy Halloween to everybody. And a uh, holiday edition of Hook Em Up with Ian Rodby. Uh, as we do every morning, even the holiday mornings, especially those holiday mornings, uh, we want to appreciate those who uh, serve us each and every morning. Uh, we know it's an honor, but also a burden uh, to serve as society and built on the selflessness of service. So, each and every one of you who go out there and uh, serve, we appreciate it in any capacity, God, country, and community i want to make sure that we give you a shout out the uh soldiers first responders officers of the law uh, the teachers the nurses all you out there you know who you are and we appreciate you every morning shout out absolutely thank you very much even on this halloween you don't get a yeah. halloween off you're going to be out there serving wow, the people i might be doing it in a costume that's uh you know i mean might be doing it with that type of spirit which we appreciate right get a little uh you know, getting the Halloween spirit. Some people, even adults, they still in the Halloween spirit, which I like to say, their phases, your kid phase, I think you enjoy it in your teenage years, like toward the end. And then your 20s, it's really, really fun again. And then you get back into it once you have kids. Yeah. Because then you get to relive it. Yeah, and then you're, you're, you, you know, living vicariously single in the 20s. Then you get to go out and try to oh, chase scantily clad ladies and things. I don't think I'd give her, I guess, college a little bit on that. But, oh, uh, that's good stuff. Either way, either way. Hey, uh, a lot of folks are checking in with us on our text line. We appreciate you folks uh, at 447-3776. And, uh, you know, we're having an issue with our tune-in. If you listen to us on tune-in, that's continuing. With, you know, I think it all started with our construction because we're moving our studios from one part of our building to another. And it's just one of those, uh, if you watch those fix them up shows hgtv or something we're we're moving mm-hmm. uh, so i think it's led to some issues and right now our engineer is feverishly trying to get the read the move fixed and um we're working on the tune-in thing um you know the 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 resolution to the tune-in thing is just download the horn app directly to your phone and you can you know use that uh, i know that you, i know that we have helped and, and you have found ha- habits to be able to listen to us and we appreciate that very much uh, at least for this short amount of time here in in october and november just you know, get the Horn app directly to your phone, and um, several people have had to download for them to show them, okay, look, here's the Horn app, <laughs> listen to that. I know tune in through Alexa and all that makes it easier sometimes just to shout out the name and uh, you know, get going in the morning, whatever it is, but just for the time being until we can get that resolved. And I believe Ty Henderson back at the studio, he's been working with Dave on this, our engineer. I believe it's it's mostly on Android phones. Is that right, that they're dealing with that? Or is that even on iPhones with the tune-in? I'm not sure. But uh, I just listen to our shows on, on the Horn on the Horn app, Rod. I mean, I go directly to the app. It's right there on my main screen. And, yep. uh, boom, boom, and it's no, on. No so, must, no fuss. No must, no I've, fuss. But I've I seen everybody's uh, complaints, and we're working on everything that's that's messed up with the Android issue and the tune-in issue. So hopefully we'll have all our right, fix we're, we're, very soon. Yeah, you, you, you move all the equipment and the board and everything that we do to another studio. It's going to cause some issues, and that's what we're dealing with right now. But we appreciate those who want to listen to us and are having a hard time. That's frustrating. So we want to make uh, uh, make it clear how to be able to do it. And just for the time being, until we resolve the issues, fire it up on the, uh, just the Horn app itself directly on your phone. And uh, I know it won't channel through your speaker system at home, but kind of will. still will, actually, if you uh, program it that way. But either way, we are rolling, and we are off, and it is a jam-packed two. Tuesday, not just is it uh, Halloween. There is a ton going on. So let's go ahead and get you caught up with the news of the morning as my new computer is beeping at me. Hit. 
<laughs> ridiculously. Can I turn this thing down? It's too smart. It's talking to you. Yeah, man, it's driving <laughs> crazy. Uh, let's get to the headlines, Ty. Let's uh, cu- get people caught up. There's a lot going on, including a heck of a win for the Rangers last night. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bringing you the top stories, and we'll start with baseball. And, yeah, heck of a Game 3 performance for Texas Rangers All-Star Corey Seager last night. The team's cornerstone launched a two-run homer, flashed the leather, and had a tremendous with a tremendous defensive play to start an eighth-inning double play that squelched an Arizona rally. Rangers beat the Snakes last night 3-1 to and take a 2-1 series lead in the World Series. Game 4 set for tonight. Injury concerns now mounting for the Rangers, though. Both Max Scherzer, their starting pitcher last night, and the slugger Adolis Garcia left the game. Scherzer after only three innings with back tightness. Uh, five innings later, Adolis Garcia was removed because of side tightness in his left side after it flew out to end the top of the eighth inning. Both will be received further evaluation today. Game four is set for tonight. It's a battle of the bullpens tonight with Arizona going with their uh, opener, Joe Mantiply. Rangers will start left-hander Andrew Heaney tonight, but uh, we'll keep an eye on those, those injuries for the Rangers up 2-1 in the World Series. First college football playoff committee rankings revealed tonight. Uh, provide an opening glance at who the committee views as the most accomplished teams over the first two months of the college football season. Longhorns are sitting at 7-1, and one, ranked 6th in the current coaches poll, 7th in the AP. Tonight's snapshot will more than likely show them to be a team in good position, but with work to do in the month of November for head coach Steve Sarkeesian. The fact that we go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama and beat a team that was 52-1 and one, uh, in the previous 53 games of us going in there. And I hear so much about how, how tough the SEC is, but I haven't seen any of those teams go into Alabama and win either. So I feel pretty good about our team. Um, and I think over time this whole thing will play itself out. So we got to focus on what we need to do Saturday and, and play our best football. Yeah, Saturday, 11 a.m. with Kansas State. The committee of 13, by the way, will gather each week and release refreshed rankings every Tuesday the rest of the season. NFL Monday Night Football in Motown to put a bow on week eight. NFC North leading Lions improved to 6-2 and two with a 26-14 win over Vegas. Breakout game for the rookie running back Jameer Gibbs, 152 yards on the ground and a touchdown. His fellow rookie Sam Laporta caught eight balls for 57 yards and a score on the other side. Frustrations mounting for the 3-5 and five Raiders. Their star wide receiver Devontae Adams had one catch for 11 yards last night. The uh, former all-Pro says after the game he is at a loss for words. NFL's trade deadline is this afternoon. Could be a flurry of moves with contenders looking to bolster their rosters. One trade did come down late yesterday. Word from Seattle that the division-leading Seahawks have acquired Pro Bowl defensive lineman Leonard Williams from the New York Giants for a second-round pick in April's draft and a 2025 fifth-round pick in that deal. Keep an eye on Chicago where the Bears have cleared their starting cornerback Jalen Johnson to seek a trade. Head of today's deadline also names to watch Saquon Barkley with the Giants and Titans running back Derrick Henry could be of focus today. NBA last night. Mavericks improved to 3-0 on the young season with a win in Memphis. 125-110. Luka Doncic, his 58th career triple-double already. 35-12-12. Word overnight though that James Harden and the LA Clippers trade has been agreed to by both sides. Wojbaum from ESPN. 76ers will trade the 10-time All-Star along with P.J. Tucker and a contract to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Kenyon Martin Jr., a 2028 unprotected first-round pick, two second-round picks, and a pick swap. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Battle of attrition for the Rangers right now. Trying to get right? get the four wins. Right. Well, well, <laughs> they try, but I mean, all they got exactly. All they got to get is two more. So, but uh, yeah, that uh, Adelise Garcia injury. 
That's the big. big. That's the big one. That's the big. I mean, you know, obviously Scherzer, that was big, but he, he was injured anyway. They had already got. Then he came back and gave you whatever he could. But. Says his back speaking. Remember, he got hit in the hit yeah. in the back or elbow, wherever it was hit. Come yeah. on, a shot through the box. And you found a way to win the game. So yeah, well, because you got some great pitching. John Gray came in and was yeah. tremendous. Uh, he'd been battling some injuries, too, and he came in and was outstanding. This is where I think the depth of that Ranger roster can flex a little bit here. But, man, Corey Seager playing at a different level. The defense they flashed last night. I mentioned Seager's double play. He and Simeon turning it. Um, you know, Josh Young made some great plays last night. Uh, they're showing the total package in Texas. And that was a big win. Uh, I think it was Joe Torrey, the manager of the Yankees. We always talk about game fives. Torrey yeah. was always big on game three, mm. uh, especially when it's 1-1. One, one. One, yeah, exactly. It just puts yeah. you two wins away. I mean, they're all huge, obviously. Every pitch and every out is huge in the World Series at this level. But, yeah, now you just uh, – I mean, you hope the best, but this is not the time of the year where you can – in the middle of the season, you you sit down for a week, and, and we'll see you next week. And uh, that, that's not the case now. You need Adolis Garcia tonight and tomorrow night, yeah. um, you know, because they're going three in a row here. He's been great. Yeah. What is well, he uh, – got the record for RBIs, yeah. yeah, he's been historically <laughs> great here. RBIs, yeah. So yeah, he's been uh, he's been money. But uh, the Rangers, they but all all season long though, they've dealt with injuries. And well, and the road to battle through. And and the road warrior mentality continues, right? Oh, nine they're and done, up, uh, nine and zero on the road, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just uh, they they rally together, and Bruce Bochy's pushing the right buttons. That's a big one. And they're scoring first too. I like that. Getting off to that fast start. That's key. You well, talked about that against the D backs, and they've done that both of their wins. That fast start. Yep, yep. Well, they had to rally to win game one. But, yeah, they did score first in that game. And then they, they rallied from a 5-3 deficit in the ninth inning to win it uh, in the 11th. And then, uh, But, you know, the, the Diamondbacks came into last night thinking, man, we should have had both of those games if we could have you know, not given up a cookie to Kyle Seager or Corey Seager, I should say. Uh, we, we, we'd 2-0. and But Rangers stole back that momentum last night. But you're right, the, the attrition will become the conversation. Today is a busy day. We told you yesterday, Rod, that it was the sports uh, equinox where all four major American sports were in action with a busy NBA slate, NHL, NFL, and uh, and pro baseball. You throw college football on top of it. what's going on with the college football playoff rankings and the Longhorns, and we are jam-packed. We also had oh, yeah. Davo Swinney last night on an epic five-minute rant going after Tyler from Spartanburg for asking a question about how much money he makes. Yeah. Well, we're jammed. Jim, I get it. Jim Harbaugh story still out there, man. We've the, got so much going on right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the petty. The petty in, in college sports is at an all-time high. We're in all sports, actually, not just college sports, but in college sports it's kind of it's relatively new that the coaches are getting in on the petty and talking trash or maybe it's always been there and now we share it virally on social media and stuff like that but yeah Dabo went off and you know what it's expected because Dabo is um he's in a position he hadn't been in in a really long time he's, well, he's losing games his program is sinking right yeah, now yeah, he doesn't losing, know what to do about it he's lo- yeah he's losing games and he doesn't we can tell he doesn't really have an answer right now uh, and the fans are starting to call him out yeah. Well, it, as we've said, it parallels a little bit Mac Brown here well, in the early part of the 2010s hey, when things started Max, to sink. And Max, Max started stopped, to, he stopped doing them, show, them type of shows a while ago, though, where you can actually just kind of call, call in and, and say whatever. Like, nah, that's, I think uh, John Bianca started screening that stuff. Oh, but Mac was <laughs> right. like, no more calls. Yeah, and right. they started doing, like, we'll do some voicemails. We'll, well, do, yeah. <laughs> we'll, do, yeah, we'll make sure that we can screen. Pre-selected voicemails. Yes, no doubt, because Longhorn fans, oh, man, they would they would have been something like that, too. Tyler Mac. from Spartan. Online one. That would have been a few of those. Hey, let me ask you this, Rod. What do you think happens tonight with the college football playoff committee rankings? We know it's just the first of the snapshot. As I said, it's kind of, for me, it's the the outline of the puzzle. You know, when you build a big puzzle, you're trying to get the corners set and the the perimeter. This is just kind of the, and then it'll fill in as it goes over the next five weeks. Yeah. 
But, you know, my, my read of this is, and I want your thought too, um, and we'll talk Texas football, obviously, bottom of the hour, where the Longhorns could stand in this behind yeah. the burnt orange curtain. But, you know, most accomplished team through today, right? Who is the most accomplished team, regardless of anything that's happened last year, the year before, the year before, this season, from August to now, who is the most accomplished team? I'll be disappointed, I'll be honest with you, if it's Georgia, because I don't think they are right now. They might be the best team, but to me, it should be most accomplished team, which would so lead want, to You a, want resume. You want yeah, resume. That's what I think it should be about. Yeah. I don't think it should be about projections and what you've seen last year. Okay. I, want to, I want who has done the most right now to be the best team and shown the most. Okay. And that's what I listen for, because they have 13 members of this committee, Gary Barta, the AD at Iowa, Who's got? He got a bad team there. Uh, <laughs> is, is still he's the got a lot of time to watch other football. He's still the chairman. Uh, you know, could it be Ohio State with wins over Notre Dame? Could it be Florida State? You know, Florida State. Florida State I mean, might have Ohio, as good a case as anybody. Ohio State still has now has wins over Penn State and Notre Dame on the road. That's good. And are undefeated. They went beat went to Wisconsin and beat the Badgers, who you know they were they were leading the the West of the Big Ten, and went on the road and beat them by fourteen. Florida State, its resume is outstanding. Florida State's resume is pretty good. I, I mean, with wins over State. LSU and, you know, the Clemson win doesn't look as yeah, doesn't salty look right, now. right now. But that Duke win still is pretty Duke good. Duke's win. not a bad football team. Washington's yeah. 8-0, and they beat Oregon and have been outstanding. They've kind of scuffled of late here. But still, I'll be re- that's what I'll be interested to see is where do they rank these teams because it's not like Georgia. If you're, I mean, people will be in outrage if Georgia were to be fifth or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, based on what the year has been, that wouldn't be outside of the logic in my mind. the highest one-loss team because that's the conversation Texas is in. Well, and then right? you're right. Is Texas it, is in that group with Oregon, uh, Texas, Alabama, team, Penn State, Penn State. Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly, right? Well, and that's yes. why I think you just heard uh, Steve Sarkeesian point out, hey, yeah. y'all, we have the best win. Yeah. <laughs> we so, have the best win hey, of anybody. Good for you, Sark. Already campaigning for your team. Good hey, for late, you, just making sure everybody puts you. it out there. Don't forget <laughs> about <laughs> – Just so you know. Well, because remember when Texas beat Alabama, yeah, and so I, you know. I do think it's good fortune <laughs> for Texas that – you know, you, you, good fortune, you, you just play them when, when they schedule conference, them. conference yeah, you played them early. Good. And, and we said all summer, Texas is probably lucky to be playing Alabama week two, not week – Ten, because they had a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, they had new coordinators, a new quarterback, yeah. new offense. Was Texas weird. was going in with continuity, and they know they played that mm-hmm. team close the year before. Yeah, that, everybody was kind of feeling that one's like. Ooh, and what was the narrative nationally when Texas beat them? Oh my gosh, the decline, the slip. Alabama's on their way out. Nick Saban's going the way of Dabo Swinney. Yeah. Well, they haven't lost. <laughs> so now it has to be taken as a great win. Yeah. It just totally does. Agree. It's a great win. And you have to own that if you're Sark. I don't have a problem with him owning that. I mean, Oregon owns a great. You mean Washington owns a great win over Oregon. That might be the second best win. Ohio State with the two we mentioned. LSU, excuse me, Florida State with the two wins. But, you know, you're talking about one-loss teams. You know, Penn State doesn't really have a great win. No. Uh, Oklahoma's best wins over Texas. Yep. So that's a pretty so good got, win. It's, good, it's, a good, that's a, it's a really good win yeah. for Oklahoma. That, yeah. you and, that, and that loss is not that bad. Then you get into losses, too, and how bad your loss is. Texas' loss is not that bad. And Oklahoma's loss because Kansas still what, ranked, right? Kansas yeah. ranked team. Well, and then Georgia, back at the undefeated teams, their best wins Kentucky. Really, at this point, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if that's impressive. And Michigan doesn't have a great win either. Not yet. They've been dominant though. Like, they might they, be the best they, two teams, but you, to this point. But then you get into the beauty pageant part of it with Michigan. Oh, and also off the. Do you consider the off the field stuff? Is I don't think so. I don't think they can right now. I don't think they can right now. Well, somebody will. They're humans. All right. <laughs> you, you may not. You're not supposed to consider that, but they're humans, so they definitely will consider it. But they also have been. Dominant. Michigan's been. They haven't. They haven't had to defend a first and goal inside the ten. 
They haven't had to defend. That's how dumb they've been. Nobody's been able to penetrate inside the 10-yard line of that defense. They've actually scored more touchdowns on defense than they've allowed. Well, we know the Ohio State Michigan, Penn State thing will because Michigan's going to play both of those teams, and they have no the ability to add some some real quality wins. Georgia has got some games coming, but you know, not really. I mean, not until they see Alabama in the SEC championship game, do they have a real marquee heavyweight matchup. What they do, with, what they do for come, uh, going forward without Brock Bowers is important, though, and how they look, and they did look really impressive without the best, their best player on offense. So we'll take your thoughts on that. Texas probably in a good spot. I would just say don't panic tonight when it comes out uh, wherever it stands. I think Texas will be in a good spot. I think six or seven, you know, right in that spot is yeah. where you you probably belong. Uh, but I would, I, you know, I will admit if we come in here tomorrow and Georgia's number one, I, I will not be surprised, but I would be disappointed because I don't think or Michigan even just don't know that they've beaten anybody. I would credit the teams that have played tough. Tough schedules. Ohio State went out of schedule, out of conference, and played Notre Dame at South Bend, which is a tough game. Florida State agreed to play LSU uh, out of the SEC. They they then they've won the rest of their games. Washington is playing great football. I just um, I, I like I like to, to think of it that they think of it as most accomplished team to this point, and and the first snapshot, and then that, that changes every week, Rod, based on on accomplishment. It, it does, I, and I agree with you, but I know that the decision makers in college football love to uh, record. Pod, baby. Well, they love to recollect, and also they a lot of what you have talked about. If you're a proving commodity and you've done it over time, you do get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. Often, which is why Georgia is probably going to get the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So I'm with you. I don't know if they they have the best resume, but they I can see why they. Would well, go actually, I know Georgia. they don't have the best resume. That's yeah. that's a fact. But I could. But, I, but I are they the best the, team? I can if see you want to make that going, argument. Okay. Yes, I can see them going. Oh, you know what? They're the best team Until, just because they give them the benefit. What are they of been doubt. number one in the AP poll for like 30 straight weeks? Yeah, like, it, yeah. It's the same thing with Nick Saban. Nick Saban will always get the benefit of the doubt because it's Nick Saban in Alabama. But mm. I don't disagree with you at all. All right. Well, let's let's take your thoughts on that. Four four seven three seven seven six is your text line number. Also, Monday Night Football last night. How about the Detroit Lions at six and two? They came off of that pasting they took at Baltimore. Both six and two teams now. That's one of those things you play in the NFL, Rod. That's just you know, sometimes you get into a game on the road and kind of avalanches on you early, and you get rolled out. I don't know that that's truly what the Lions are. I'm still not sure, but I think there's a lot of substance to that team, especially with these rookies, yep. Jameer Gibbs. You know, David Montgomery's been hurt. When they get those two guys back together, that's going to be a scary team. Uh, Sam Laporta, another one of those draft picks. Jack Campbell, the first-round pick out of Iowa, is starting a linebacker for them and making plays. They've, they've hit on their draft picks to go with their young players. Uh, I think they're going to be a big factor. And I'll be interested to see if they get involved in one of these trades today. I think they, they should. I mean, coming off of that win, now you got until 3 o'clock today. Because remember, after today at 3, your roster's your roster. Unless somebody gets released or you got somebody on the practice squad you're hiding or a healthy guy gets, you know, guy gets healthy, that's your roster right now. Yeah. If, you're, if you're in the NFC right now, you got to look at the 49ers and what's going on there and think to yourself, maybe there's an opportunity. That's why the Seahawks made their move. Right, the Seahawks in that division right now lead the division and thinking, oh, is it possible we could actually make a move? Yeah, Seahawks, Seahawks get Leonard Williams. That's a big dude. Yeah, that fortifies your front. They're, they're looking at that division and looking at the 49ers. Nobody expected the 49ers to hit a slot this 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 early. We know, I mean, and that we don't even know how the injury bug could hit them. So I think the Seattle Seahawks are looking and thinking, man, we actually could 
make a move in this division. Yeah, well, and we're pretty stable. And we've told you the Washington. I think you can expect the Washington Commanders today to trade one of those young pass rushers, either Montez Sweat or mm-hmm. Chase Young, because they know they can't re-sign both of them this off season. It's almost just a practical move. Like we, we yeah. they're gonna one of them's gonna be gone. We might as well get something for them now. And Detroit would be in on that to put off today. Saquon, Saquon should be on that. Oh trade my gosh! Too. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. Why, why would you, you? Why would you keep him? Why would you not try to trade him right now when he's on a one-year deal? Well, you're down to your third quarterback, and, and exactly, that's a mess in New York. Done. I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree with you, and there's got to be some interest in Saquon, and you Ooh. have no obligation to him beyond the end of this season. Yeah. Uh, you'll just pay half the franchise tag note, uh, which he, he signed that one-year deal with him, essentially. Uh, Derrick Henry reports that Baltimore, think about Baltimore at 6-2, and two, and they're playing good football. Oh, now that would be, that'd be wild. How about to have Lamar Jackson and Man. Derrick Henry in the same backfield? Good Lord. That <laughs> that yeah, I'm not gonna admit that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty crazy. That'd be pretty crazy. That'd and, be hard to stop. Well, we'll watch that. Cowboys apparently have kicked the tires on that. Ravens and Browns, who lost Nick Chubb, would be interested there. So three o'clock today could be interesting. And you're right, a team like Detroit. Funny, uh, you know, there was. I saw some sound yesterday. Um, I don't know who was mic'd up, whether it was Joe Burrow or Nick Boza. But, of course, oh, they were I friends. I saw with, that when they were hugging. When they were hugging. And he was like, man, you ruined our bye week? Yeah, our bye week's going to suck now, yeah, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shanahan's going to crush us. Yeah, that's so true, too. You go to the bye week with a win, it's like, oh, it's all great. So a loss, like, damn it. Damn it. Damn it, Joe. Have some extra meetings. Of course, Boza and, uh, and uh, Joe Burrow were at Ohio State together. That's great. And he went up to him and said, man, they're proud of you, happy for you. But, man, that you just ruined our bye week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Shanahan's upset with that defense, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's upset with Wilkes and the defensive coordinator. He's going to be in that room. He's too much of a control freak. He's going to be in that defensive yeah, meeting room yeah. now. Well, looking forward to uh, a fun football weekend. Cowboys are now sizing up the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time this year. Can't wait for that game. Longhorns, we mentioned probably good fortune for Texas to get Alabama week two. Probably would have been better to play K-State week two or three or four. Because... I like that week four. <laughs> first week of Big 12 yeah. play, I would prefer that because later on. That's what the right. Longhorns are dealing with. Now you're getting yeah. K-State at full full they bore. Better. They get better. When, when they play Missouri, you can go watch that Missouri game. I watched it last night. They got lit up in that Missouri In the, game. Secondary, in the secondary, especially, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it. Obviously, we've got all week to get you ready for Texas K-State, the showdown Saturday and showdown Sunday in the NFL. Uh, trade deadline is today in, in uh, the NFL. Rangers now two wins away from the world's championship. Uh, not going to get overconfident. Ranger fans know what happened in 2011, but you're feeling pretty good after last night's big win and the uh, swagger in which they played with. Now the injuries become a factor. Coming back, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain where the Longhorns could land in tonight's first college football playoff rankings. Rod's got some stuff. You mentioned, he just mentioned he watched some Kansas State tape last night as we start looking at these Wildcats and what the Longhorns will deal with on Saturday. We're coming back and uh, just getting warmed up. And it's cold out there, so be careful on this Halloween. Grab a coat and uh, get yourself bundled up as we get you cr- right Cranking on a Tuesday, final day of October, 20 and 23. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, no ghosts today, ghosts and goblins and ghouls. Rod, you told me yesterday it was easy for you, your favorite Halloween candy. Is a slam dunk for you. Do you have one favorite Halloween uh, candy? Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, I'm a Snickers guy. Ooh, uh, really satisfies. Yeah, it does. I'm a, I'm a, I love me some Snickers. Uh, and I don't like to eat them all the time because, I mean, it's kind of bad for me. Just eating a lot of Snickers. Uh, bad for your teeth, that kind of stuff. So as an adult, a lot I don't of sugar. Eat. A lot yeah, of sugar up in sugar. there. Uh, but nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just a lot, but it's, it's fantastic. It's uh, just a classic. I mean, on the candy bar rankings, 
you know, Snickers has got to be up there. I mean, it's in the top. And you know what's kind of good about that? Because sometimes they get that full full uh, candy bar, and it's a little too much. But those little biting, bite-sized oh, nuggets. Oh, they're perfect. Oh, you they're just good. pop those things. Oh, man, I look up, and there's like a, there's a, there's a bunch, bunch of wrappers, of wrappers <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no, I think I've eaten like a king-size amount of these little tiny Snickers bars. But, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I love Snickers. Nestle Crunch is in there for me, one of my top Ooh, ones. Oh, that's a good one. I'm a big Nestle I don't Nestle think about that that often. Oh, when yeah. you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like Very that. Very underrated. Love me some Nestle Crunch. Oh, man, I love candy. I love chocolate. I'm a chocolate guy. All right. We've got a lot yeah. to keep an eye on. College football playoff rankings tonight. Somebody asked where Air Force would be tonight. They're undefeated in 8-0. I don't see them being very high. That's but, you a know. great point, though. Yeah. They are 8-0. Well, who's going to be the so – would they be the highest uh, group of outside the yeah. Power 5 Yeah, they probably – maybe. It's got to be, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll to get to see it. that tonight. And, and this says who cares. It's 1031. That's true. I mean, it's not one of those who cares. But, you know, well, at least, you know, you at least wanna, the Longhorns are in this conversation the first time in forever. Now, at least see, that's kind of fun. That matters more than anything, actually. <laughs> I, they, you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, because the Longhorns are actually in it. And football right now for the Longhorns matters on a national scale. Yeah. That's important. But also, I'm with you. You kind of want to learn what the mindset is of the committee and how – they are ranking and you know grading these teams. Right? Well, you want to know they, they, they what's lay, their thought process? Well, in the thirteen members, remember they, they serve essentially three year terms or whatever they call it, but they kind of stagger it. So you know some new guy folks have come on yeah, and people drop new and blood in there. And, and, and what's the what's the mindset and what are they looking for? And that's now, what I'll, I want to know. And that's really all you can take from it and not get too freaked out. That's the key. Just pay attention to it. But then all right, don't don't lose your your you know what lose your sugar if it's not uh, going your way right now because you can play your way right into oh. where you want to be yeah all you got to be is the, if you're a long run as long as you're in the honestly long as you're in the top eight which you will be you're good yeah i think because everything else will work itself out yeah, if, whether you're if, six seven or eight yeah. hard hardly uh but you know if you're you know if you're again everything there's so much puzzle there's so much candy to be filled and eaten here uh, over the next month including this weekend right i'm already looking and thinking well, what am i going to do this weekend it's like don't leave the couch weekend because uh, texas plays at 11 a.m yeah in a must-see game then bedlam middle of the day uh then at night you've got the kansas game with uh with Iowa State, which all Longhorn fans will have to keep an eye on in the Big 12 because it's, it's a five-way tie for first place. Yeah. You also have LSU-Alabama on Saturday night. You've got uh, Washington at USC. Um, it's just – and then starting at 8.30 in the morning on Sunday, you've got the Chiefs and the, and the Dolphins. That's going to be great. I mean, it, right through, you know, the Cowboys and Eagles in the middle of the afternoon. The night game is oh. Bengals-Bills. I mean, it's like, golly. Got to wake up early gotta, just well, to watch some football <laughs> on yeah. Sunday? Well, because oh, remember, Dolphins-Chiefs is in German, Frankfurt. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be great. Yeah, it's like 9 a.m. over here or something like that? Yeah, 8.30. 8.30 kickoff. That's fun. You get up and you're eating your morning breakfast and stuff. Making an omelet or something? Watching one of the marquee great NFL games. Well, we're going to be up early the the weekend on Saturday to get ready for the 11 a.m. kick. You know, kegs and eggs. Some of y'all trying to skip church. Trying to skip church on Sunday. I have to. We're going to watch the stream. We're going to stream it. We're going to stream it, baby. That's okay. We're going to stream it at home. All right. Let's uh, let's go behind the burnt orange curtain, though. We'll get you caught back up on this Ranger win last night in the World Series. Uh, what's happening in uh, the NFL world with the trade deadline coming this afternoon, but Rod's got you covered on the Longhorns. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, Steve Sarkeesian. 
course, uh, met with the media yesterday, had his uh, Monday press conference and spoke about the K-State Wildcats. Uh, he did talk about BYU a little bit, but I think everybody's ready to move on and talk about K-State. is such a big game. A lot of big games in the Big 12. Uh, this among the biggest. K-State, one of the hottest teams in the Big 12. Uh, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian talking about the K-State Wildcats. As far as Kansas State goes, uh, obviously this is a really hot team right now. Uh, they've been playing as good as anybody in the country uh, in all all three phases for the last two to three weeks. Uh, I think it's I think it's really important that we focus on us and what we need to do. Um, that, that the details and the level of physicality in which we play the game are at the forefront of what we do. Um, I do believe our best football is still ahead of us, and that part is exciting to me. Um, and we're going to need to play complementary football Saturday against a very good, well-coached football team in Kansas State. So. It's an exciting weekend. Um, obviously, we've got you know the big new kickoff here with Fox. Um, you know they're coming to do their show. I think it's a great opportunity for our students, for our fans, uh, to really show up here at DKR and have an impact on the ball game. Um, we've all we've all got work to do. Uh, I think everybody, myself included, could have been better last week, and, and we all need to perform better this Saturday at 11 a.m. All right, that's start talking about the K-State Wildcats. I, I think he's right, though, about um, this team has yet to really play their best football. Remember, we talked about, even after the Alabama win, how many, how many points they left on the board, right? How many points they left out there that they didn't cash in on. Remember, that was the drop touchdown pass. I believe they had two of those drop touchdown passes, having to get field goals there. Uh, there were, you know, there were some points that actually Texas left out there on the field. And I think in the same situation, you go look at the blowout last week against BYU. I mean, he was stopped multiple times, all right, uh, in the red zone, only two of five scoring touchdowns in the red zone and on the goal line, all right? We're talking about two goal line stands for BYU. So I think that's what he's talking about. If Texas actually wasn't, 120th in the country in touchdown percentage in the red zone. You could make the case when the college football playoffs would come out if they were, I don't know, 50th or 60th, just average, that they'd be have the case to be the number one team in the country because if that was the case, they wouldn't have lost the OU game. Yeah, OU game was lost in the red zone. Red zone, red zone. High red. And the turnovers and, early. And but too many defense. Yeah, it was, but they... Yeah, they overcame those. Yeah, yeah, so their block punt of their own was yeah. big and kind of swung the momentum back. But yeah, I mean, they execute better inside the five-yard line and inside the red zone. They don't turn the ball over and then get stuffed. Yeah, they probably beat OU, and they're sitting here undefeated, and you know, the team we're talking about at number one. But that, that's the exciting part. And I'll say this. I watched all – and we also recorded our newest Ties on Texas multicast last night, so I've already listened to a lot of these Sark cuts. He was intense yesterday. He, he's got his game face on. He understands how important this game is, Rod, how big this – this this has to be an Alabama-level performance by his team uh, on his home field. I mean, consider that, that K-State's won three in a row. In those three games, Rod, they've outscored their opponents 120 to 24 – uh, the last two weeks, they've outscored TCU and Houston 82-3. Uh, to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their third down conversion rate the last few weeks has been off the charts. I mean, they're playing their best football. Yep. And the Longhorns, as you just heard Sark say, there's still room to get better. Uh, that's going to be the challenge this week. Can you match it? I think Chris Kleiman's got to feel pretty good. Now, Sark has never lost to Kleiman. 
including last year. We won his first year when he was five and seven. They already beat K State yep. uh, with really just Roshan Johnson. So, you know, this is this is a big challenge, and I like that I saw Sark. Being, it seemed very intense yesterday. Sometimes he gets chippy, right, with media, and he's like, but he was just really. Focused, focused, yeah. and, uh, and 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 at the same level frustrated because I think what you just said he is, he's frustrated with his red zone thing and the fact he is. that he should it, be. Yeah, I mean it's like you know it, it's we we talk about play calls and stuff. We got we just got to be better, guys. We got to yeah. be. We, I got to be better. We got to be better. We got to score points here and finish these drives. If we do. We're among the best teams in college football. If we keep doing that, we won't be. Exactly. It, so, it, if we're looking for a tragic flaw, this could potentially be it for the team. If they're going to lose the K-State game, I think it'll come down to them losing it uh, on, on red zone offense pretty much. All right. Uh, obviously, Sark has beaten uh, Chris Kleiman uh, both years he's played him and uh, beat him with a well, not even a backup quarterback, basically beat him with the Wildcat <laughs> in his first year. Uh, this time around, he'll be trying to beat him with the backup quarterback. Sark did announce that Malik uh, Murphy was going to start versus Kansas State. Here is Sark talking about uh, Malik uh, wanting to uh, improve and really uh, evolve as a quarterback from his first start. I think he stayed consistent, and that's that's a great thing. You know, I, I don't think for any of our players, they should never feel like they need to change because they're playing more now. Uh, you know, you develop the habits that you develop. Um, for consistency and he's developed great habits in his preparation not only mentally but physically uh, with the work that he does in the training room uh, his work with coach Milwee his work on his own um, to put himself in position to, to practice really well um, and so that level of consistency is a thing that that I'm most encouraged about uh, yeah I mean it's going to be a challenge for Malik I mean K-State's defense and they have improved dramatically from early on in the season. You, I think you can run the ball on Kate State's defense. I really do believe Texas can run the ball consistently on it, but Texas has had struggles um, being able to run the ball when they need to and when opponents know they have to, right? In, in basically predictable running situations, uh, there have been times where Texas have made run the ball, short yardage and goal line, uh, probably the most notable situations. So uh, for Texas in this game, I, I do think – K-State knows Texas wants to run the ball. Uh, I think they're going to focus a lot of their efforts and a lot of their resources on stopping the Texas run games, you know, neutralizing the Texas run game, forcing a young quarterback, Malik Murphy, to beat him, uh, which is kind of what I would do uh, in that situation if I was a defensive coordinator going up against a quarterback making his second start. Oh, man. 100%. Yeah, who made, also who made showed, mistakes in his first start. <laughs> you know, showed the ability to just, just you know, just think when you were a year ago when he was trying to make his way, right? You're just going to make some throws. You're like, what? Yep. And then he's going to make some throws. You're like, wow, okay, okay. Exactly. Now, we're, now we're cooking. But, yes, and that's what K-State has to think about because this game, you know, Vegas line is it's four and a half, at, you know, three points for the home team. So it's really a, a one, you know, very even matchup. Uh, Texas does have the home field. But, uh, you know. You're exactly right. I would, and they're playing really good against the one the run right now. Uh, they, they, you watched that Missouri game uh, when they got gouged by Oklahoma State uh, with some, and they had their own turnovers in that Friday night game at Stillwater. That was the last time they lost a ball game, one of their two losses. Oh yeah, um, that was a been, good game to watch. Since that loss, they've been good. Yeah, they've been really, really good. Uh, and that was a weird. 
I remember thinking, why is K-State playing Oklahoma State on a Friday night? That's that's odd, uh, Big 12 schedule. I know it's for TV, but at the same time, they lost that game, but not a lot of people paid attention to it because it was, everybody's at a high school football game for doing what they do on Friday nights. Yeah. And now you look up and they took that loss. And I think at that point, a lot of people in the Big 12 mindset, like Texas fans, are like, okay, they're not any good. They got two losses. Now. They're not any good. They're that's two losses. Yeah. They're they're Oklahoma State's terrible, and they just beat them. Well, I, I, I'd, I'd reassess that. Well, because now Oklahoma State has turned a corner. Yes. <laughs> They finally yeah. figured out something. That lit the fuse for them. They have an identity. Yeah, and I, they, two losses for them were two very two different types of losses for K-State. You go look at that Missouri loss, and Missouri threw the football. I mean, they threw it a ton and lit them up. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on and give you some thoughts uh, on that. I might uh, rewatch of that game and the, the notes that I took for Texas. But they lit them up through the air. And as you pointed out, e, Oklahoma State, they've been running the football. Ollie Gordon has become a star for them. Almost 300 the yards each last three weeks. Yeah, so that's how they beat them. They beat them pretty much running the football. Uh, so you can't – you can go – either and both of those losses were on the road both of those losses were also on the road which they will be once again so for texas i think they're going to lean more toward the oklahoma state model maybe than the missouri model but they could go toward the missouri model i think they can mix in a little bit of both you know they can't be happy that missouri game was early on in the season um and i think maybe they've uh fine-tuned some things in that secondary and we know of course they run the dreaded three high Three down defense, oh, which no. we'll get into. Yeah, exactly. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> we'll get into that coming up a little bit later uh, on too. All yeah, right, too. we'll uh, we'll go behind the burn orange curtain all morning long, all week long, as we uh, look for this showdown game to start the month of November. Coming back, hit some what the facts on a gosh dang busy Tuesday. There's so much going on. We're keeping our head on a swivel with the trade deadline in the NFL. Reports out of Arizona now that Josh Dobbs is out. Clayton Tune is in. Maybe Kyler Murray. I don't know. Uh, I've also got uh, baseball in the World Series. Uh, we've got uh, so much happening we got you covered though what the facts coming next aaron hogan you just gotta keep living man rod babers l-i-v-i-n e and rod b on the horn Gets locked in. Corey Seager, about as good as it gets in Major League Baseball. Huge two-run homer. Also flashing the leather on defense. Rangers defense pitching and a big home run from Seager. Win it 3-1, to one, but uh, injuries, the concern now. Max Scherzer will be reevaluated today. His back spasmed last night after three innings or, uh, of work. And the Adolis Garcia injury might be the biggest concern right now. That's huge, man. Because he's, uh, his left side tightened up after a swing when he flat out in the eighth inning. He has been just carrying the offense at times, along with Seager, has been unbelievable. So we'll keep an eye on that today. Again, remember, they played three straight games, Rod. So last night was one thing, but you played tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, real quick, and then mm-hmm. not until day off until Thursday. That's been a ribby machine. Oh, just... bombs. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's a big one. But they, like I said, they've, been, they've been battling through injuries all season long, and at this point it's a battle of attrition. Uh, they're, they're two games away. Two games away, so. Well, that home run right there for Corey Seager is 18th mm. career postseason home run. Oh, for he's C- clutch. Uh, that ties Carlos Correa, CC1, for the second most among uh, shortstops. What the facts. Yeah, man, what the facts right there. Uh, Carlos Correa, but that's a big home run last night. Those are, and, and you said early offense, early runs for your pitching staff. Uh, and then John Gray, man, what a hero for the Rangers last night coming in when Max Scherzer had to, had to bail, and he pitched great. I think it's just great for his psyche. 
uh, of a team when you score early. Even if you get you score early, then you know they score, and then you got to come back down uh, and come back from uh, you know a deficit. I I still think you know psychologically it's just easier to get that early lift. Uh, well, and it destroys the pressure in the other dugout, and I yeah. what I always think you're just like, oh man, now they got to chase us. Uh, you know, it's 27 outs, and if you can play with a lead, it gives you confidence, and it uh, puts everybody yeah. in the other dugout a little nervous. It's like, yeah. oh, geez. 77% winning percentage basically for the team that scored first in the postseason so far. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I think it I didn't it know matters. that stat, but that's a great fact, but yeah. it's not surprising. This is a fact, too, right in our Just the Fact segment. Uh, James Harden traded again and happened overnight. <laughs> Ten-player deal. He wanted to be in L.A., and now he's going to L.A. I didn't think he'd demand that much, but NBA trades are weird. Yeah, nobody well, cares they got a about, max salary and all Cares about, yeah, nobody cares about first-round picks in the NBA. Uh, it's the fourth time James Harden has been trading his career, and it's happened like the last five years. Uh, that's the most of any former MVP. He joins Moses Malone, Bob McAdoo, and Russell Westbrook mm. as MVPs who have been traded four times in their careers. But uh, soap opera, anytime you're dealing with him, especially this, this time of his career. But the deal Dang. is done. He'll move over to L.A., and I don't know what it means for either team, but the Sixers oh. are rid of their DeAndre or their uh, – James Harden issue. And they can build for the future now. They got some picks to build for the future. But the L.A. strip clubs, they rejoice. Well, that's where he's from. They rejoice. I mean, that's the, the one thing I don't like. I mean, I, I'm not a big James Harden fan. People who listen to me and listen to our shows know that. Uh, even back to his Houston days, and I'm a Houston fan. Well, I wasn't that's when a big he was fan. at his, pri- his, his best. I, I still didn't love prime. him. I still never. Well, it's because he was in, it's an I never unattra- had the feels for James. It's an unattractive game. Like, his, uh, his overall I game and style of play diva. is unattractive. I, what I don't like is when divas get their way. And then getting back to L.A. was what he wanted. Like, like the Dame Lillard thing, he wanted to be in Miami, but he didn't get that. But the, it worked out for both. I don't know. But so you didn't, you didn't like James Harden when he was the MVP in Houston? No. Yeah. No, I, I did not. You know, he was a controversial MVP because like I said people, his game is unappealing. It's not aesthetically pleasing. Even when he was in his prime, remember, he, a lot of it was manipulating, officiating, and stuff like that. I think that was a, that was a lot of it, too. I, I thought of him like you think of Dak Prescott, Ty. I didn't, I didn't, I just, I knew yeah. he would come up short in the playoffs. He was a regular season player who was more Car- Carmelo Anthony than LeBron James. And, um, no, he was not going to carry a team come playoff time. He was going to shrink to the moment and uh, did every time. He's better than Dak. Yeah, he, he's yeah, an MVP. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking. I was trying to give him. <laughs> I know a what I know what you're saying. But I get, yeah, I get I what just, you're saying. Don't, now. don't, don't disrespect to James Harden like that. He's better than Dak. I love, and I'm, I'm a Dak. I'm a Dak. You know, a, apologist, but he's better than Dak. Dak. Dak's never been an MVP discussion, but it's just his rookie year potentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, is every preseason. <laughs> well, he's a mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. Well, and look, I mean, it kind of like with Dak. You're, I mean, I, the reason I see them as similar and that MVP, whatever, I just look at um, it's about do you perform in the biggest moments in the postseason? Now, that James Harden, that's where they're similar to me. Yes, that, that, is, that, that you are. But you're right. It probably yeah. is, it puts more of the onus on James well, Harden. That's even more, it, of a tra- that's more of a tragedy. You're right, <laughs> yeah, because the MVP should rise to those moments. <laughs> exactly. And the, the closest James Harden ever got to a finals was when he had Chris Paul. Oh, I remember who, they were up, who became what? the alpha. Weren't they up three one on the yeah, Warriors? On the Warriors. Oh, that was and brutal. then and then Chris Paul pulled his hamstring or whatever, got hurt. Oh, and man. they need at that point they needed one win. All they needed was James Harden oh, to step up and become the alpha. Didn't he have one of his worst games yep, ever? Yep. I think he's had one of his worst games of his oh, yeah. postseason career. Oh yeah. That hurt. I mean, like I oh. you know, I loved Chris Paul. I mean, I thought Chris Paul because oh. you know, he was just a clutch player. He was a go to guy. You just hurt um, my heart bringing that up. I'm a Rockets fan. I can't believe Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh, up 3-1 on him. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Uh, can I give you and a that's, fact? That's the, that's the Shakespearean yeah. tragedy of the Chris Paul career, right? It's, it is. It always happens. Always. Yeah, he was, he's a bridesmaid and never a bride when it comes to titles. And then he gets hurt. I mean, he's playing great. Yeah, exactly. It's always the injury. But for James Harden, it's never really injury. He wears down, it seems. His game, whatever it is. But I will say that he, if you go look at it, he has logged a lot of minutes in terms of his usage. His usage rates have been through the roof his entire career. Uh, maybe that's part of the reason he wears down. Anyway, well, can you? Let's not forget he did the fat suit thing to get himself traded out of Houston. Then all of a sudden he's all right. sudden slim and in shape. And he wanted to go to Brooklyn. And then he didn't want to be in Brooklyn. Now he's in one And he just, everywhere goes his drama. That's Everywhere true. Goes he drama. likes drama. The man, he's like TNT. He yes. loves the drama. Can I give you one quick uh, fact about the uh, the game last night? Well, Please. it's really about the um, it's really about the Lions, and it's okay. So how about this? Um, the, there have been 115 NFL coaches who have had 50 plus games experience under their belt since 1990. That's how far back. 100 plus. Goes. Okay. Dan Campbell has the best, all right, uh, win percentage against the spread of all of them. Ooh, Dan Campbell, the fighting Dan Campbells in Detroit. Yeah. They love him, and the uh, team plays for him. That's crazy. I like yeah, that. 61.1%. That's great. That's... They're 6-2. and two. Uh, They're the only 6-2 and two team in the NFC. There's a 7-1 and one team, and that would be your Philadelphia Eagles, who the Cowboys play this weekend. Cowboys are 5-2. and two. And they, had a, they look good. They look real good. They correct. We'll get into this later on, too. They actually fixed some things based on the numbers we had last week about how in, incredibly inept they were at using some of the modern cheat codes of the NFL. Uh, it looks like the bye week they used it to fix some things. Cowboys, they, yeah. yeah. Well, look, Cowboys, I think, are there. It's just which Cowboys are you going to get, I think, would be a, a fair question at this point. We'll find out on Sunday in another one of those kind of barometer games at Philadelphia. Good stand on, uh, good fact on, on Dan Campbell. But think about that in that division. They're going to run away with that division with Kirk Cousins injury yeah. uh, Green Bay's a mess love, look Bears great. are a mess yeah. Vikings now don't have a quarterback I oh, mean, they're right. going to run away they with that to, division that's why they need, to, they need to make a move because now they need to start thinking about the playoffs they need to make a move oh, they can right. start thinking about home field advantage yeah this was exactly and that week yeah, off exactly. for those kind of things they need to make a big move yeah that, and I agree with you 100% oh real quick before we get out of here unders now are 9-1 on Monday Night Football this season Oh, man, that's all you got to do is Ty. play one a week and display the uh, under. under Primetime unders have been money makers in money 2023. Makers. Oh, also uh, 31 and 15 on Monday Night Football since 2021 unders. And you write a night game unders 19 and 7 so far this year. 60 and 29 the last two years. That's but night 12. game unders. That's, that's, Come on now. Plus 12 is pretty good. It's easy money. Realm. We'll be back. Uh, we'll pick up hour two of our five-hour conversation on this Halloween. Hey. All Hollows uh, Day, of course. We've also got. Uh, the final day of October, trade deadline, college football playoff rankings are coming out. We're loaded. It's Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. We roll on.